Welcome to NP's Changing Practice. I'm Dr. Carol Berger. Hi, I'm Dr. Nina Zimmerman. Welcome back. Yeah, sorry, we've been away this summer. Both of us have had, um, you know, vacation and getting ready now for the new school year to start. So wanted to say that we are going to be back on a weekly basis and giving you yes. tips and resources and different things that uh, might help make the school year a better year for you. Or if you're in practice, um, just clinical pearls that we've learned along the way. Right. So um, tonight, we wanted to talk a little bit about resources. You know, um, students ask us all the time, what are our best resources? What can we, uh, you yeah, know, Carol. yeah. And in, in clinicals, you, you teach a clinical course, uh, Nina. So I mean, yeah. uh, so we're going to, we're going to share some resources that we think um, are good resources for you. So I'm going to share my screen for those of you listening. Um, you can go to these websites too. We'll also be posting uh, this presentation on our website, NPS Chain Nurse yeah, NP NPS NPS ChangingPractice.com. I think yeah. I'm that way, if you all are listening, you might remember a few that you want to look up. But if you check out the website, but if you're just listening, you'll remember some of these things that you might want to access. So the first thing that I want to talk about is um, up to date. Um, yes, up to date is probably the most utilized uh, resource by um, by nurse practitioners. And Nina, talk. You go ahead and talk sure. a little bit about that, and I'll try to find it to open it up. Oh, sure, sure. So up to date is just that. It's an up to date database. It has everything in it. And those of you who have a, um, an electronic medical record, such as Epic, many electronic medical records across the country have up-to-date built in. So it's something that if you're a new nurse practitioner or student, you might want to ask your preceptor, um, hey, do you have any kind of database of resources within your medical record chart? Because uh, I know for Epic, for, for um Carol and I in the St. Louis area, we, uh, some of the systems have up to date and you literally, does, in, does, and yeah, yeah, SSM, um, sometimes you, you have to look for it, you got to go under the little tab where, yeah, yeah, is, but it'll, it'll give you the up to date, some places have it as a icon on the, uh, right, on their, on their um, internet, yeah. For students, those of you who are with Maryville, for sure, we have up to date and I've got it open right now. Right. And see that um, it is in the library. You go to the library and you go to where you're looking up uh, journals and it's under the U. You go to yeah. the U. Under databases. You have to yeah, select databases. And it's there. And um, so if you, if you are in an NP program, many NP programs will have this in their in their library. So mm -hmm. as a student, you can use this. As a student, I had it open when I was in school years ago um, so that I just had it open on my laptop. Um, like I said, check if your medical record has it and then you can you can access it. It's literally a database where you put what you want in that search bar, such as, you know, abdominal pain for an adult and it brings up guidelines um and it literally summarizes to today most up-to-date guidelines but what you have to be careful about is not only the published up-to-date guidelines but then it'll have like articles or research about COVID obviously it's it's key to have all that updated you know what's the latest research on you know long COVID or signs and symptoms or the latest strain so 
you know, it's a very helpful database. So we go to screening prostate cancer. See, one of the things I love about the screening prostate cancer. Prostate cancer? Prostate. What am I saying? You kept saying prostate. It's prostate. Prostate. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, you're not laying down. (laughs) Prostate cancer is um, what we're talking about. But look at, I love about this one is that it gives you all the different uh, societies and where you can you know, what they're, because, you know, there's different um, guidelines for different um, organizations. So let's say the Urological Society might have one uh, interpretation and you might have um, the Cancer Society have another recommendation, somebody else. Well, in this particular one, if you read through here, it is going to tell you what all the different you know what? It is not prostate. It's testicular cancer. Testicular though. cancer, prostate cancer screening. Yeah. Yeah. Te- Prostatitis. Yeah. But now um, testicular cancer, I kept looking for it and I couldn't find it. Testicular <laughs> cancer is here and it shows you, look at here, recommendations of others. <clears throat> yes. And this gives you all, so you can see that, oh, the United States task force is different from the American Academy of Family Physicians. Now, as you can see for prostate cancer, it didn't give us all of those, right? You would have to look those things up yourself by going, uh, Dr. Zimmerman's right, you have to go to the societies to find out. Breast cancer is another one. I mean, the cancer society might be different than, um, you know, the um, OBGYN gynecological society, right. you let's say you were trying to find out um, the most uh, recent guidelines for COVID, you could put in COVID, and you could go to COVID homepage. And it gives you everything up to date pathway, mm-hmm. you know, just whatever you need. And they have beautiful charts and alarms. Oh, the like, algorithms are amazing, aren't they, Carol, you can just click you can print them, you can click on on boxes and it notes you know what you have to screen for yes or no it takes you all along the way um i I just think what you just said carol is really important and that is when you look at up to date it's going to give you other lots of options of different um societies and different um, u.s guidelines u.s preventive task force european guidelines but what's important is that you can get to all this information at your fingertips, but like we teach you and like you're going to know as a student and as a practicing NP, all of this information is great, but you have to make a clinical decision based on your patient and what your clinical decision-making is, your critical thinking. So, you know, you can you, you can have all the information in the world from up to date and it's great because it's at your fingertips um, for school and for a lot of electronic medical records or having it, uh, hopefully you won't have to purchase it because it's very, very expensive. Um, when I was first an NP, I purchased it, it was like $600 a year and you can do it as an app too on your phone. But get a discount. So you- yeah, you can get a discount. But, but the point is, is that you, this is a vital resource that we, uh, Carol and I use, but you have to know how to get the information, how to review it, and then take that information and apply it to what's going on with your patient, right, Carol? Because you may see three different, you know, recommendations or algorithms or whatever, and then you have to quickly put that, you know, um, critically think and and um, transfer that knowledge into practice. So and this is really just a reference, right? Right. That's all it really is. And the other thing I like to tell students is if you scroll down to the bottom of up to date, 
it does give you, like I'm looking at the treatment of anemia right now. So I'm going to get the best guidelines, right, of what they're telling me to do. And Dr. Zimmerman's right, you know, you have to decide what you want to do. But look at here. Here's yeah. all the references. There's a hundred references here. And let's say I wanted to do the single dose uh, intravenous iron for iron deficiency. You can just click on it. and click it on it. To the PubMed link. Can you believe that? I mean, you, Carol, Dr. Berger and I have been doing this for a long time. When we first started as NPs, we had none of this. We had I to, mean, you, the fact that you all have this at your fingertips is amazing. It's amazing to me. Other things we want to show you too, but up to date is by far probably the one that if I mm -hmm. do without something, I would have to say, no, I can't. Nope, I can't get without this. Yep. That's the big, that's the most, the one that we use the most. And it also has um, screening tools too. So not just diagnostic criteria, um, it'll have individual medication information. It'll have screening information. Like let's say you didn't know anything about the PHQ for depression. It will have that information. It'll have the screen on there. It'll know how to, to you know, um, understand what the results are all of that at your fingertips. It's just, and you know, even some calculations too, which may bring up to another resource that Carol wants to talk about. You can get um, the drugs, like what you should use, like for, for a good example is that the guidelines for pneumonia treatment have changed. Yep. So data is going to tell you what medicines you should be choosing now, right? Um, and we use a combination, but Hippocrates, you don't have to pay for that. So that's Hippocrates. Yeah. Right? Hippocrates, I've got this up. This is the free version. Yes. I do not recommend for some of you to have to spend the money on this. No. It is as up to date. What do you think? I agree. There's some great resources such as Hippocrates and MPR. M as in Mary P's and Paul R. MPR. Those are applications that you can get for free. Um, and they have um, information about any medication you, you want. Um, MPR has uh, an app. It's a free app that you just have to sign up for as a nurse practitioner, as a nurse, a student. And it has the medications. It has calculations. So any kind of calculation that you're using, um, there's calculations in there that you can use. Um, there's uh, um, other resources as well. You can put interaction information, drug interaction information. So Hippocrates and NPR, I think, are the best for, um, in our opinion, for looking up medications quickly and for free. As long as you look at the most updated version, either online like if you're an online kind of person, when you work from your desk and you um, you want to have it uh, on your desktop, or I like to have some of the apps on my phone. It just depends what your preference is. And, and I have Hippocrates on my phone for absolute. Yeah. Uh, so for dosing, though, I will always use um, Hippocrates. Mm -hmm. Let's say I wanted to look up augmented, right? Okay, so I could look up Augmentin. It's going to take me to Augmentin. And so here I've got, oh, okay, here, the things I love is I have my, yes. which is very important. I have my hepatic dosing because when you renal dose, you have to renal dose all your meds. You have to make sure about that. But let's say I'm treating community acquired pneumonia. It tells me 500 milligrams per 125 milligrams. Um, every eight hours for at least eight uh, five days. So they're wanting me to use Augmentin. Mm -hmm. 
effort and it tells me how much right uti how much or sinusitis how much so and it gives you your maximum amount for your pediatric patients that they should have per day which is really important the other thing i like here is my interaction checker in here you can put two meds and you know it if there's just one or two meds yes when you get three meds where there's a problem with the same issue then you have a problem yes right like um lithium you could put lithium let's say you're you get somebody on lithium and you want to give ibuprofen to them oh i probably spelled that wrong let's do motrin <laughs> okay it's going to say modify the treatment yeah right and then let's say i wanted to put tramadol as well now i've got two that do the same thing so that's going to make this person lithium toxic. Yep. Love my interaction checker. Now they I do too. Calculators here too. You can find calculators. I don't find them as many. We're going to go to another site that I just found out about that I love. But here's your cardiac output, you know, and things like that. The one I use, um, you can go by specialty. So this is cardiology. Let's say you wanted to, you know, figure out how the risk score for. Um, yes coagulant or um but the one i use the most one what are we most worried about is kidneys right yep so uh i go to where the heck is it nephrology, nephrology. right and then i want to get my creatinine clearance and here is my creatinine clearance you know so i can go to my creatinine clearance and then i can put in my urine creatinine serum creatinine or whatever i'm doing and it'll give me my equation and it'll tell me what i'm doing yeah that's really helpful it's also helpful to, you know, like, you know, if you didn't remember the the CURP score for pneumonia, if you're thinking about whether or not you're going to admit somebody for primary care, pretty much you're going to do by your your um, your critical thinking. But let's say you wanted to use something like that and it's not in your a lot of these are going to be in your electronic medical record, but that that would be in there. Or maybe you want to know the severity of asthma. That's probably in there or COPD. I bet they, I wonder if they have curb 65. And I bet you they do. I don't check. No. I see oxygen peak flow, maybe COPD assessment. Yep, COPD assessment. Oh, probably the asthma control AAC. So there is your curb 65. Yeah, curb 65. So you can decide decide if you um, you know, if you're we waxing and weaning whether you're going to admit somebody you know remember the curb 65 pneumonia severity score you're going to determine if somebody's confused by a mental test um what their um urea is your the respiratory rate blood pressure and then it actually calculates a score whether or not they're low intermediate or high risk to admit for admission to decide about admission or not so you you can use this through hippocrates in another area that you can use this and i see if i can make this work that i just found out about i was actually uh, reading a note and it said that they had figured out the deficit of water um oh yeah this is really interesting uh, by 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 uh, MedCalc, and I thought, how cool! Here you've got this, so you've got your popular ones right here in the front. So I kind of like that because this sometimes, like in Hippocrates, it gives you four different creatinine clearances, and this is the most commonly one used. So this one kind of takes that away for you. Our Chad score, calcium correction for hypoalbuminemia. Oh yeah, 
huge, right? Meld's score for your end-stage liver disease, um, Chad's score. So these are, you know, SIRS. Wells criteria for pulmonary embolism. That's a good one if you all are in urgent care or um, um, ER. I mean, and this is all free. So take some time and explore these. And of course you can get the newest of favorites. You can make your favorites. You can put this on your phone and you can, uh, you can, you know, just have it as a favorite on your desktop so that you can find out. And here's guidelines. Yeah. That's another one I wanted to talk about. So the one that Dr. Burr's called is MD Calc. There's um, some guideline apps that are really good. The MD Calc has guidelines. And then I have this guideline, um, what is this called? Guideline Central. Um, and it's an app. It's also online. So let's say you wanted to look up the guideline for um, the American Diabetic Association or the guideline for STI um, infections for treatment guidelines. You can look that up in this MD Calc or in something called Guideline Central. The Guideline Central one has the U, uh, US uh, Preventive Task Force search. You could put in an age and sex, tobacco use, sexually active, and then you can search for all the applicable US Preventative Task Force screenings for that patient. Um, it's really helpful. So that's MedCalc is the one that Dr. Berger's talking about. And I'm talking about Guideline Central, Guideline Central. You can do those both online and as apps. And so lots of logarithms too. So, so take some time here and um, look this stuff up because really, really very helpful for you. And then find the ones that you like the most. Um, then a couple other things I wanted to take you to in family practice. Um, you're going to use CDC. Are you still seeing that CDC? Yeah, CDC is, yeah, that's a really, yeah. You could just do www.cdc.gov. These are also applications as well. And look at what you have here. You've got healthcare provider. When you go into the healthcare provider, and this gives you the chart for your child adolescent schedule, your adult schedule, clinical vaccination uh, resources, download schedule app for healthcare providers. So you can download an app that will help you figure out um, you know, what immunizations you need to give. And I can tell you as a family nurse practitioner, when you have kids coming in, rarely are their immunizations all up to date. And so then you have to play catch up. And right. that's a different, different, a whole different reading section. And if you've got a couple of kids back to back and you've got immunizations to give, you really behooves you to have some kind of a tool to be able to plug in what they have to give you what you need to give that day. Because, you know, if you just think it's going to be right on schedule every single time, it's not. So no. No. And some of the, some of the um, medical um, electronic medical records has some things built in, but I find them confusing. I like to be able to look at something like this, because if you have a schedule in front of you, maybe, maybe I'm old school. I don't know. But if you have those, these schedules, sometimes they have these pocket guides or an application. I love the CDC one where you can look it up quickly or like the CDC one, um, you can actually put in their age and their sex and it will come up what's important for that age and sex group, if they're tobacco users, um, if they're women, if they're pregnant. I mean, it's just, it's it's kind of like the your tool your tools in your toolbox. What What's easiest for you? Um, Dr. Berger and I like certain things that we put, um, that we have available for us on our laptop and or our phone. You might, 
you know, those of you that are real tech savvy, they, you may be just fine with using your electronic medical record for a lot of these resources, but it's really important as a new practicing nurse practitioner to have these tools um, and use and practice them in your clinical setting when you do clinicals, because then you'll say this was helpful. And then you'll be like, you know, this one isn't helpful. Um, uh, I just think that that's, he does something differently and ask your preceptor, what are the resources you use in practice? And you'll learn something from each preceptor. I try to get my students to start using these things as early as possible. Start yes. looking up things because then if you have to look things up multiple times to be able right. to And the more you look it up for a real scenario, the more it's going to stick. So try try playing around with these and look at them, looking them up yourself, getting them on your phone, the ones that you think you're going to use. Another favorite of mine is, let's see if I can click it and make it go there um is do you see the united states preventive service yep, task that's what i was talking about too and that is an app as well yes that's something i have on my phone this u.s preventative task force um shows up um um as an app and online and you can just plug in um uh oh my God, on the app on the app, you can do the age and the sex and all that, and it just things show up. But I like this too. What Carol's showing those of you can see online or or think of, or just listen to what we're saying is when you do it online online to U.S. Preventive Task Force website, you can just have links of all the different screenings right at your fingertips. Well, then and on an app, it'll it'll do it for you too. Yeah, I put in breast cancer screening. Okay, so let's just look at breast cancer screening. And what is the recommendations? Now, this is just the United States Preventive Service Task Force. Yes. The American uh, OBGYN Gynecological Society could have different recommendations and the Cancer Society could have different recommendations. Right. One of our challenges is trying to figure out what is the right thing. But here, for women aged 40 to 49, they say we should start screening uh, prior to age 50 should be an individual one. Women who place a higher value can have more potential harm, um, but biannual screening is what's recommended by them in the ages of 40 to 49. Again, it is an individual situation. If you have a woman who has a relative, a uh, close relative, mm -hmm. let's say their mother, sister, right. cancer at age 30. Yep. That's a whole different situation. And you might have to say, okay, that's just because this says don't wait till 49. Right. You have to adapt that. But uh, you can look up any, you can search right here for any of the um, recommendations that you want for screening tests, for depression, for anxiety, for colon cancer, for prostate cancer, uh, prostate. Prostate, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the, yes. Okay, so those are my favorites. Uh, okay. Hippocrates, um, uh, MedCalc is a new one now, CDC and US uh, uh, Preventive Service Task Force. So um, now you're going to talk about some apps that you absolutely. Yeah, have. so we, we talked about some and I'll just re re um, say them again. One is MPR, uh, uh, Mother Paul um, Run, MPR. And that used to come in a book for those of you that are listening there and that are NPs for a while. But now it's a free app. And the, the reason why I like it is, is every time you open it, it updates and it's free. There's a way you can update it every time you open it. It has medications on the app. It has calculators, charts, 
and then um, latest news. Um, in the news, it's really great because you'll be you have a summary at the bottom of your homepage of what the latest news is in treatment, um, such as this one says, there's a um, long-term plaque psoriasis new uh, influencing clinical decision-making that was um, published July 26. So it's there and you could read it very quickly. Um, the drugs are very easy and it's by disorders or you can actually put the medication and it gives you charts like a quick chart, you know, um, Carol, how you do your steroid creams and your um, um, creams for fungal infections or tinea. It'll give you a chart for the potencies and the typical grams of what it's available for. Um, and so I love NPR as, a, as an app. The other thing I love as an app is called the Guidelines Central. That's the one where it's based on the US Preventative Task Force. You can um, look up any guideline. Um, it also has calculators, medications, US Preventative Task Force trials and PubMed on it. And that's free and I love that one. Um, so those are very similar to what um, um, Carol talks about. I have Hippocrates as an app on my um, on my phone. The other one I use a lot is uh, the CDC um, STD treatment guideline. It's being updated right now because there's new guidelines in 2021. But if I have to look that up quickly, I can use that in other apps as guidelines. But the CDC STD treatment um, app is really nice because it's per condition and you can look it up quickly, but that one's being updated as we speak. So I usually go on the CDC uh, website like Carol was talking about. The other one that's really helpful is, some, is to have something for DERM. So I have um, a couple of DERM apps. One is this Fitzpatrick um, Color Atlas and, and Synopsis of Clinical DERM. And the reason why I like it is because you can put a history of the rash in there and it'll give you um, some uh, things to think about. I don't use that a lot. I usually just use the table of contents where it has, uh, it has pictures. Um, it has disorders that are typical for certain areas of the skin. It has images, and then it, of course it has treatments, and it's really easy to use, and it, and it was free. Um, uh, you can get Hippocrates as an application that we talked about. The other one is the Samford Guide, the Antibiotic Samford Guide. That's really helpful. It does cost a little bit of money, not much. I can't remember how much I paid for it, but if you are somebody that uses a lot of antibiotics, maybe you're in hospitalist or somebody that wants to know about um, antibiotics. Now the Sanford guide is more than just antibiotics. It used to be just an antibiotic guide, but it has HIV. It has um, different drugs. It has um, prevention. It has different path. You can search by different pathogens if you're looking at a path report. Um, regional guidelines is nice. Um, so I love that. Um, and then um, what is this one? This one I'm looking on my phone is the Society for Lower General Tract Disorders. I was using that for a while, um, especially if you're in a specialty area because it has primary um, screening on it. Um, so, you know, most often I use um, Hippocrates, Guideline Central, the Derm One, um, NPR on my phone. The other things I would recommend is I have a quick anatomy guide on my on my phone. So let's say I just not remembering 
um, documenting something in, intricately in the hand or the shoulder. I have this pocket anatomy um, uh, uh, application that's really neat. So it can give me some guidance if I wanted to do something with my documentation or what I'm thinking about for physical assessment. So those are things that I use frequently. I think too, we need to look for one that I'm looking for is since people are taking um, over the counter yes. kind of things to Hippocrates does for a fee, um, you can upgrade um, to where you could put in like, you know, if they're taking some, you know, ginkgo or something that, you know, we don't know, and, and, and maybe it's going to interact with St. John's Ward, St. John's Ward, we know that one. Oh, yeah. But, um, but some of the other ones we don't have as much. So Hippocrates, you can upgrade to that. I don't know of a free one, but hey, this is where we need your help. First of all, this is what we're going to do for you. We're going to put all of these apps on a special spot on our website so that you have links to all of them. Okay, and we'll be calling it probably, you know, favorite links or something like that. So it'll be one of the bullet points. If you click into that on our website, it'll take you to all these different um, apps. And so you can look them up yourself. And links, yeah. And download which ones you think are, are good for you, both good for students as well as for um, our new NPs, our, our older NPs. And what we'd like for you to do is to comment and tell us what apps or- yes areas that you found really helpful so that we can put that in our little library, our toolbox. Maybe that's what we'll call it, our toolbox for NPs, right? Yeah. And if you guys email us, um, and Carol can mention what the email is or just comment, you know, we can maybe have maybe mention those comments. We'll mention you on our podcast. So we really value your your opinion. It would be nice if we had some comments and things to mention on the podcast, right, Carol? Absolutely. We need, uh, we need to know what do you need? What we are here to do, our goal, our mission is to help students primarily, right, who are trying to get through school. That's why we started the um, podcast was to help um, socialize them and get them um, get them the resources they need to help them study and pass their classes to socialize new NPs and to be a resource to pull all of this together. And we can't do that without your help. That's right. Please comment. Please um, let us know what you want to hear more about, and we will we will do that. So um, we encourage you. We're going to be uh, diligent now. Summer's over, and we are back to work. So we are going to be weekly um, bringing you some broadcast from uh, more uh, episodes of NP's Changing Practice. Take care now. All right. See you next week.